0: pregnancy, and parenting with chronic illness. No topic will be off-limits here. I'll also talk to other patients and share their stories and advice. Think of this as your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the Arthritis Life Podcast.
1: Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I wish I could go visit you in Texas, maybe someday. Yes,
1: Yes, you should. You have a friend in Texas for sure.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Can you just tell the audience just a little bit about yourself? Oh, I already gave away where you live. What's your relationship to arthritis?
1: Okay, well, my name is Ashley Nicole, and as Cheryl mentioned, I do live in Dallas, Texas. However, I'm originally from Alabama, so I am an Alabama girl living in a big old Texas world, and I love it. I've been here for 11 years um, in Texas, and so my relationship with arthritis, I actually have rheumatoid arthritis, and so I started experiencing symptoms at the age of 21. Um, My mother has rheumatoid arthritis and so does my grandmother. Um, But when I started experiencing pain, I refused to believe that that's what it was until one day it hit me. Um, Like I said, I was 21 years old, so I was in in college. And so I was working at REIT in retail during the time as well. And so I thought that my hands were achy because I was constantly folding clothes, hanging clothes. And I also played the saxophone for years. So I was like, oh, it's just carpal tunnel from all that, you know, playing like Lisa Simpson. No, that's not what it was. (laughs) So yeah. So I woke up in my dorm room one day and it had just kind of really just took over my whole body. Like I just had a, a huge flare up. And even though now like the Issues are just in my wrist, but that particular day, like it just, it just took over. So, you know, getting out of bed, combing my hair, um, you know, brushing my teeth, putting on clothes just became just so hard to do. And so I went to urgent care because at the time I didn't have the best insurance to actually go to a specialist. So I went to urgent care and they just kind of brushed it off. They were like, you know, just take, just take some Aleve or Tylenol and, you know, you'll be fine. So there was no official diagnosis. I literally took a leave for six years. <laughs> so oh, I didn't get officially diagnosed until I was 27 until I moved here to Dallas and I had, you know, good insurance. And I was like, okay, now it's time to go and see what's happening here. But leading up to that six years, like I had gained 65 pounds and like, you know, so that made everything worse, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. So I I could go on and on, Cheryl. So just stop me because I might be answering questions that you may be asking me later. But yeah, so Mm -hmm. I was, I started experiencing symptoms at 21, took a leave, like everything was fine. And it wasn't until I was 27 when I was officially diagnosed.
0: Wow. And I know that it's such a common experience. Multiple things that you've said are common. First Mm -hmm. one is just when you're young and you start having hand pain, you just think, "Oh, I overdid it." Like I thought that I had hurt myself playing soccer because you know you're always getting bumps and bruises, and mm-hmm. not necessarily on your hands. But I thought, "Oh, I must have fallen and like forgotten that that's right. what I did." Or you know, like you were saying, folding clothes. You know, it's so it's not the first thing that comes to mind. Like, "Oh, I have a maybe I have a systemic autoimmune disease." You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
1: then, yeah, and like I said, my mom, she has it. My grandmother has it, but I was like, there's just no way. Honestly, like, I didn't even think about it. And I don't even know why my mom didn't even really think about it. Like, I
0: I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think no one wants their child to have it. And, you know, and then also the experience of going to urgent care. I'm so sorry that you didn't get taken more seriously. I mean, their job, Mm -hmm. it's weird because they're kind of like, like, emergency. Department is just their job is to make sure that you like don't die, you know. Yes, so they're right. not like necessarily diagnosing rheumatoid arthritis there, but um, in mm-hmm. urgent care is kind of in between. But I wish that they had listened to the because with the family history is such an important nugget there, it you know. Is. So mm-hmm. um, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So then you did get your diagnosis, and I'm curious nice. with having that family history and seeing what wow. your mom and grandma went through. What Uh was your emotional response to the diagnosis at 26?
1: Well, I wasn't surprised, even though I was in denial. I wasn't surprised when I got the official diagnosis. Now I was, however, surprised when I got diagnosed and she did the x-rays of my hands. Cause like I said, that's primarily where the issues are. That's where the, you know, the deformities are starting to happen kind of, but, um, but yeah. So I wasn't surprised, but like once I saw the actual x-rays, And I was like, oh gosh, because she was like, so this is what, you know, your wrists are supposed to look like. This is what yours look like. And she was like, because honestly, like I don't have any range of motion and you can kind of see the, you know, the deformities, the differences there. Um, But, you know, she told me that because I went so long without a diagnosis, there's no way to reverse the damage that's been done. However, we could stop the progression. And so um, I'm trying to think what was the first thing she put me on? I think the first medicine I was on was Humira was the injection. And so, you know, that worked for me for a good while until it didn't. And so that's a whole nother story. That might be a whole different podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's so common, like you said, to have medication, you know, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that, you know, I want to skip forward to today. Yes. <laughs> I'm skip to Now, you're known in the, you know, social media community and the arthritis community for being an RA warrior. For those of you who are watching the video version, she has her RA warrior
1: (laughs) shirt on, RA warrior fitness. And then,
0: yeah. And that you inspire others, you know, through faith, food and fitness, which I Mm -hmm. love. And how did you, you, yeah, I'm curious, you know, um, how did you learn the importance of these things in your, in your journey?
1: In my journey? Well, faith, Always for me comes first. And faith, you know, you can kind of look at it a couple of different ways. So, you know, I am a Christian, so I have strong, strong faith in God, you know, that through him, I can do anything. And honestly, I feel like he's the reason why, you know, I am where I am today. And then also just having faith in yourself that you can absolutely do anything that you put your mind to, regardless of your physical limitations. Um, Because I will kind of say that, you know, when I went through my whole ordeal where I had gained a ton of weight and everything, and then once I got diagnosed, I was like, okay, so I need to educate myself on anti-inflammatory foods and, and, and get my body moving to get some of this weight off of my joints. And so... Through that journey, I fell in love with fitness and decided I wanted to become a personal trainer. So that was in 2018 when I decided I wanted to become a personal trainer. And so the person that was close to me at the time told me, How can you be a personal trainer and you have room for arthritis? How are you going to show someone how to do a push-up and you can't do a push-up? So just super, super negative. So I will say, because of my strong faith in God, the faith that I had in myself. Um, my strong family foundation, they were just so supportive. That really helped me to just go ahead and push through and get my certification anyway. And so, you know, faith, I feel like plays a very important role in everything that you do. And that also goes along with mindset, you know, having a positive mindset, because you and I both know, having RA, I mean, There are some good days and there's some bad bad days, you know, but I feel like if you have a a positive mindset and, you know, a good outlook on life, like, you know, it, I feel like you can kind of change, you know, how your day is going, going to go, you know, you might wake up and be like, okay, you know, I'm in pain but I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to stretch these joints and, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put on my brace and I'm just going to, you know, kill the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So, you know, that's the importance of faith along the way. And then food. You are what you eat, right?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really confusing, though. I always say this because yeah. it's been one of the like, yes, I feel like the food is the one that I have the hardest time wrapping my mind around because there's so many different options yes. that legitimately work. For different people as right. opposed to like, you know, strength training is going to benefit pretty much everyone. Like, yes. There might be a different modality to it. Like you might be doing different levels of weights or repetitions, but mm-hmm. whereas, but like some people will go gluten-free and do really great. And some will be like, nothing happened. I'm curious, how did you sift through? Did you have that same experience of being like, where do I even start with food and are yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did, because I kind of knew what I was doing wrong in the first place, because I was going to happy hours two or three times a week and, you know, didn't realize how much sugar was in those margaritas and, you know, eating fried fatty foods and things. And so for me, once I started to educate myself on anti-inflammatory foods, I was like, okay, I need to eliminate the processed foods, the fried foods, stick to, you know, lean meats, um, colorful veggies, fruits, whole grains, you know. And and, you know, some people, like you said, you know, can do a gluten free diet and, and some and another person will and it really won't, you know. Eat the same results and same with dairy, like, you know, I still eat dairy, but there are other people that I know, you know, with RA, they say, you know, dairy, dairy is bad for them. So it's almost like there's no one size fit all. But at the end of the day, I always tell my clients when whatever you eat, you're either feeding the disease or you're fighting it. So you definitely want to fight it with healthy foods. You know, your, I your, love fish, that. your chicken, your turkey, you know, your lean meats, veggies, fruits, whole grains, and, and yeah, an occasional red
0: wine. If you're overwhelmed, you know, you can start by saying, I'm going to eat the same healthy foods I've been eating. And I'm just going to try to cut down on the pro-inflammatory versus I'm going to keep eating these pro-inflammatory, but I'm going to eat some other (laughs) anti-inflammatory things. And then maybe see if that helps because, you know, it's all about like balance and getting quality of life at the end of the day. And there are lots of people out there who, yeah, that that are able to have a good quality of life, even without like the perf, I'm always trying to say, don't try to have like the perfect diet. I don't know if you agree. It's okay to disagree, but yeah, like, no, but
1: you're right. You're right. And, and, And honestly, that's what I tell my clients too. I'm like, you don't have to eliminate, you know, the pizza and even the burgers. It's just, you know, A healthy balance, you know, like if you choose pizza, maybe go with the, you know, a thinner crust or gluten free crust or cauliflower Mm -hmm. crust and, you know, and and do it that way. And even if I decide I want a burger, maybe I will not eat the bread, you know, I'll have the burger with all of the condiments or even get a turkey burger or a chicken burger. And get some sweet potato fries or instead of fries mm-hmm. get a salad on the side you know so just making healthy swaps it doesn't have to be boring it's not mm-hmm. just all about salads mm-hmm. all the time but you know just all things in moderation no because lord knows that's i love a... me some pizza thin wings yeah I'm yeah coaching. and
0: i think it's it's not <laughs> yeah for your overall like quality of life and mental health it's not good to be in a place where you feel like you're constantly denying yourself something that gives you pleasure. So yeah, a little in moderation is, is great, but saying, okay, but overall, I also have a goal of, you know, maintaining a level of health that's going to be good for me long-term. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, oh, I was gonna, I want to always ask like if there was a specific resource you found help, did you find a particular like book or website helpful or did you just sort through it on um, your own? Not way?
1: really, I just kind of okay. sorted through. I did my own research and then I created my own document, you know, that I give to my clients and everything. Oh. So I've got all the spices and, and everything that you can think of that's anti-inflammatory. Like, you know, choose things from this list and, and you'll be good. So
0: that's so handy. That's so yeah. helpful. Yeah, and then the is. the third pillar is fitness, fitness, which is what you're known for too. Yes. So I think your journey, I mean, like there's just something so, um, captivating about such a stark, like before and after, like you did have like a sedentary lifestyle and you weren't really prioritizing, it sounds right. like, you know, fitness before. And then when you got your mm-hmm. diagnosis, you did. So I'm so curious, like, how that evolved. Yeah,
1: so I just I just fell in love with it. I will say after I had gained that 65 pounds and this was even before my diagnosis. I didn't realize how much weight I gained until I saw myself in a photo. I knew I was buying larger clothes and everything, but when I saw myself in a photo, I was like, okay, I have to do something. So my first really experience with fitness, I joined Jazzercise. I love it. I love
0: Jazzercise.
1: I did. I joined Jazzercise because so I was like, okay, this needs to be fun. And it was fun. It was so much fun. I loved it. So I probably did that for about a year before I actually got my official gym membership and started going to the gym. And so um, just over time, I just, I just really embraced fitness. And I noticed that it was helping me, you know, in my joints. I wasn't in pain as much. And of course, as the weight started to come off and when I started eating better, you know, I just felt better. Overall. And, and I really do believe that statement movement is medicine. Like, you know, I can't imagine not being active because, you know, if ever, you know, something happens and I might have a flare or something and let's say I don't work out for like maybe a week, like, I can tell it my body is like whoa what's happening and my mom's the same way so she tries to exercise at least five days a week just to keep going and so i just realized what a difference it made in my life my mood and how i felt and you know i just i just never want to stop <laughs> i feel like too as as we age especially women you know our, our muscles kind of start to atrophy anyway so no. i feel like it's so important you know, to continue and do that strength training at least two days a week, two to three days of three is amazing. But even if you can get two days a weekend, you know, making sure that you're targeting each muscle group, that's better than nothing. You know, cardio yeah. is necessary too, but, but strength training definitely is, is a must. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fatigue, that was the other one I meant to say too. the fatigue improvements mm-hmm. with cardio and strength.
1: Exercise
0: uh-huh. are huge, and you'd think it's yes. so counterintuitive because you think, Wait, I spend energy while exercising, so that would mean I'm going to be more tired because I have less total energy. But it's actually like your body moves more efficiently, yeah. So you actually don't get as tired
1: with your exactly. daily activities. That's why I love exercising in the morning, too, like ah. because it just kind of gives me that boost for the day. Anytime I exercise in the evening. I'm wired and it takes me forever to me to wind down and go to sleep. That's so, <laughs> so funny. It's
0: so similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved how you said earlier, movement is medicine. And just for anyone yeah. listening that might be feeling like intimidated by exercise, you know, think movement. That's what mm-hmm. I said. you know. Just like you said, jazzercise, you did jazzercise for a full year to kind of kickstart your fitness yeah. journey. And that's amazing. You know, getting yourself mm-hmm. moving, that could be gardening is moving, you know, um, you know, walking the dog is moving just starting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Just getting in motion and, and celebrating what you can do. Don't focus on what you can't do, focus on what you can do and do more of that. You know, and like you said, it could be hobbies like gardening, you know, walking, Mm -hmm. um, cycling, you know, and as far as like equipment, like if you did have access to gym equipment, the elliptical is amazing, you know, mm-hmm. um or the 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 stationary bike or what have you. You know, you've got options and even without the equipment, things at home because one of my clients asked me today, you know, it's 30 degrees outside. You know, how am I supposed to get my steps in because I do, you know, give her a step goal of at least 8,000 mm-hmm. steps per day and I was like, so I I went to YouTube and sent her a video of this walking video you can literally walk at home <laughs> yep yep walk to the beat of the music and you know add a little something and yeah you can get creative
0: oh so true in seattle i i used to be i used to be really tough i would run every day rain or shine even in the snow and when i lived in new york mm-hmm. uh, those days are over like yeah. i'm definitely more of a like i haven't i bought a under 200 dollar stationary bike Mm-hmm. And it's it's it folds up like it's for small spaces. So it could work in apartments or yeah. houses. And it's so great because like it doesn't matter, you know, the weather. I could do it while my son's watching his Sunday morning cartoons. I could just mm-hmm. be sitting there like, oh, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And yeah, making it convenient and easy for you is just is so is so great. And you mentioned, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question that I forgot to prepare you for, but hopefully this (laughs) won't be too hard, but, um, I I wonder some people might never have worked with a personal trainer before. Uh So what's like, what would they, what, what's the, can you describe the process of like, what's it like to work with a personal trainer for rheumatoid arthritis?
1: Yeah, sure. So what I typically do, my whole process is I, um, I do a health assessment. So I give them this video to watch, which is kind of like a, a brief webinar, about 14 minutes kind of talking about my journey and what the process would look like for them. And so then we would have like a, a free discovery call to talk about you know, their thoughts about the video and just kind of where they are. Cause I always wanna gauge where they are in their journey, you know, what physical limitations they may have so that I can know how to frame Um, their program. Because honestly, I can't just have, you know, one program because, you know, everybody's needs are different. You know, I might have one client that has arthritis in their wrist and another client where it's their needs. So of course they won't have the same, you know, program. So, you know, it's getting to know them. And then I give them a health assessment where I have them rate themselves on a scale from one to 10 in different areas. Um, as far as, um, you know, their mindset affirmations, um, and their nutrition, portion control, water intake, vitamins, all that good stuff, just to kind of see where they are so that I can evaluate you know, what other areas they need help in, because it's not just working out and, and, and nutrition. Like, you know, I have a full service, like coaching program. So, you know, I coach on mindset, goal setting, journaling, all of these things. And so, um, and so from there, after the health assessment, I'm able to kind of, you know, see where they are and put, put a program together with them. And it helps, Because I did niche down and I specifically target women, you know, living with rheumatoid arthritis, you know, I understand where they are because oftentimes I'm kind of talking to you know my former self <laughs> and even, totally yeah yeah I'm talking to my former self and even you know now depending on the day you know I might still have some of those issues. So um you know that helps that I'm able to relate with them because I have worked with a couple of clients who say you know I tried this personal trainer and they just didn't understand you know that my range of motion is not there, my mobility isn't there, you know, and and I'm like Yeah, I get it. So, you know, I think that's why my clients do appreciate me so much because I can relate and, you know, can definitely show them how to do different exercises and modifications and things and and let them know that, hey, you know, our push up might not be a regular push up. It's not going to look like everybody else's, but it's still impactful and it'll help you. So.
0: That's that's so great. Like, and as an wow. occupational therapist, you know, we're kind of like obsessed with modifications. yeah, adaptations, too. So, yeah. I would love to take a little time and just, if you can give some examples, like, you know, let's think about just, uh, someone with the typical rheumatoid arthritis pattern of like swelling and pain yes. in, the, in the fingers and wrists, let's say, so mm-hmm. yeah. What, what would be some modifications for exercises like, um, ups Yeah. You do? Well,
1: honestly, if, if the swelling is there, like, especially if you've got, you know, issues with your wrist, I wouldn't recommend like a a, a hands down push up because me personally, like my hands just don't go flat on the ground because my wrists, no mobility there. So mm-hmm. um, I typically do a chest press. So I'll lay on my back and I'll grab some dumbbells. It can be fives, you know, tens, whatever my wrist can handle, and I'll just press. And so that's my version of a push up. Or mm-hmm. you can also do it elevated, try your countertop, and that's less pressure on the wrist. So, um, and I wouldn't even start with a whole bunch of reps, you know, like try, you know, maybe eight reps and see how that goes for you. And, you know, if, if, if there's no, you know, severe pain, then, you know, try another eight reps and maybe do three sets of eight and, and Mm -hmm. work your way up, you know, as you get stronger. So, I used to be able to kind of do them on my fist. Now that's how I do a burpee. I was always determined yeah. to try to do a burpee because I could never do a burpee. So, you know, with, of course, gloves on and wrist support, I'm able to go down on my knuckles on my fists in order yeah. to, to do a modified burpee. And so, so you know, fun. that helps too, just making sure that you have, you know, cushion and that you're protecting your joints too. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and something I've done, I don't know if you recommend this, but is going um instead of doing an actual push-up just doing like a plank but on my forearms. Yes. And like uh-huh. instead. So that's that's actually just hard for me to just sustain, you know, at this point in my fitness. So, so for uh-huh. some people just holding that for 10 seconds like with good form, you know, not like collapsing.
1: Right. Is mm-hmm. challenging, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, so, it is, but that is a very good way to strengthen your core. Cause I feel like having a strong core that's your core supports everything else, you know? So that's definitely helpful. I love a good plank challenge too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your treatment plans or your, your, you know, recommendations are very individualized, you know, to the person, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's the same with occupational therapy, but, um, when you, when someone just wants to maybe do, let's say do an, an, the easiest at home you know, strengthening plan. Do you have them use like household items? Like, you know, the the traditional like cans of soup, you know? Yes. yes, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I did a live workout last week because each week on social media, I try to have a topic and I try to stick to that topic for the whole week. So last week was about strength training uh, for arthritis. And so I did a live um, workout on last Friday and I told them, I was like, grab some canned soup, grab a couple of bottle, bottles of water, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you have and let's get to work. And so you can literally use what you have at home. There's there's no yeah. excuses. And I've even done a full workout with a book, like a book, yep. a, a yep. book and a chair. <laughs>
0: totally. Or like, so. you know. I, the, one of the things that's helped me get into a routine is what's called habit stacking. Have uh-huh. you ever heard of this phrase of, yeah, where you take a habit, you're already doing like brushing your teeth, which I'm really good about and stacking the new habit on top of that. So saying, okay, right after I brush my teeth or even while I brush my teeth, I'm going to do a wall sit to strengthen my yes. quads, you know? Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. and so you, that, that's like a little, a little tip or like, yeah, doing it in places like some people like the idea of like getting dressed and a new outfit and like going to a gym or, you know, like having it be something that it's like, I'm devoting my time to it mm-hmm. and I'm getting out of the house. Whereas other people, they want to just get it done in the most easy, convenient place. Like I literally the other day, just did my exercise bike in my pajamas still. Cause so I was like, I can just yeah. put my shoes on and just do like, this clothes are going to get sweaty. Anyway, I'll just put them in the wash. Oh, right. You know, and it was like, you know, so you kind of have to know yourself, but anyway, those are just some random ideas, but exactly.
1: I do like that though. yeah I do like that. Cause I know one, um, one challenge that I had one time with my clients, I was like, every time you go to the bathroom, do 10 squats, <laughs> it's so great yeah do 10 squats over the toilet and yeah every time you go or like
0: let's say like you know I when I'm making my coffee I do like the french press and it steeps for four minutes I just thought of this I haven't been doing this but I was like Uh I could get in four minutes like usually just sit there and scroll on my phone or something Uh I could get four minutes of like calf raises or like, yes. you know, combination of things like, exactly.
1: Oh, you've just given me some ideas. I know. <laughs> oh yes. My clients are going to love this. <laughs> no,
0: it's so fun. I think we I, I love No. That. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that. Your, your social media content, which of course I'm linking people to in the, in the um, show notes, it's, Definitely. you make it fun and accessible. And even though like, if I look at you, I'm like, she's so strong. I'm never going to be that buff. You know, it's all about like, starting where you're at, you know,
1: exactly, exactly. And that's the thing too. I feel like a lot of us are guilty at, of looking at other people on social media and they're just showing like the best version of themselves. We don't know what they had to do to get there. You know, what their Mm -hmm. journey is like, everybody's journey is different and everyone, you know, tends to kind of show you the best of the best, Mm -hmm. but I try to be extremely transparent, you know, yes, in my journey and everything. And like, you know, every day is, is not great, but you know, you can find something great in every day. Yeah. (laughs) I always try to turn it around and make it positive, but yeah. Yeah. Comparing Mm -hmm. yourselves to others and thinking, Oh, you know, I'm, I would love to be more like her. No, you be the best version of you. That's that's what I tell my it. clients. Be the best version, a healthier version of yourself. It's you versus you. Be your own body goals, you know?
0: Yeah. So, I think that there's some smart person said like comparison is the thief of joy. It is. Isn't that beautiful? It's so true. And I think it's interesting like positive thinking kind of has I have like a complicated relationship with that cuz I do think it can mm-hmm. backfire when people try to force themselves like to th- like, Oh, to like minimize the sadness that they might be feeling or minimize their feelings Mm -hmm. and say, Oh, only acknowledge the positive. But it is helpful to say, here's the totality of my experience right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I might be feeling grief about my new diagnosis. I might be feeling ashamed of myself. Like for me, I, I'll just be honest. Like as a former athlete, you know, I was playing high level soccer every day when I got my diagnosis, like I had, I lost like 25 pounds of muscle right before wow. my diagnosis. It's called, it's actually, I found out just a few years ago, it's called rheumatoid cachexia, which is like severe muscle wasting. When you have really bad inflammation from rheumatoid arthritis, but as it did not okay. have my diagnosis yet, so I, my body was wasting away and I was like, what's going on. Wow. But um, the point is because I, I used to like either run or lift weights every day and then i got this diagnosis and then i became more like a dance a dancer i started swing mm-hmm. dancing that's why i got excited when you said jazzercise but then yes. but, but so okay the reason i'm mentioning this is this was literally half my lifetime ago like i just turned 40 that was when i was like 20 and uh-huh. like i still so much of my life like for those like 15 years before my diagnosis i was consider myself I'm an athlete I'm athletic yes. you know I'm wearing my letterman's jacket to school I'm in like the soccer player click you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's part of mm-hmm. who I am so now when I have had to confront the fact that oh I haven't been maintaining my fitness as well as I wish I had I'm so we're talking about feelings and validating them I feel yes. ashamed and that doesn't mean that I need to wallow in that but I can say okay what is that shame telling me that mm-hmm. shame is telling me that like there's a person I used to be. And then there's a person I am now. Right, And I want to kind of take the positives of who I was before, like, you know, that fitness and, um, athletic kind of tenacious personality. And I could use that to not just say, Oh, I'm just going to think positive. Like it doesn't matter that you're not as fit anymore. Like, Oh no, I want to say like, okay, I validate the part of me that feels ashamed or feels sad or grieved or lost. But then I also say, like you said, what can you do today? What can I do Uh today? What's, what can I do tomorrow to improve my fitness? And absolutely. And that's the positive part.
1: Sorry. That was such a long
0: way of saying that.
1: (laughs) No, no, but I totally get it because you never want to discount someone's feelings and, and because you have a right to feel what you feel, you know, and and that's fine. But my thing is, you know, you can't stay there, you know, yes. you can't stay there. You've got to, you know, find a way to to work your way out of that and and really try to turn it around for good, you know, yeah, um, because true. I that's mean, even true. the scripture says, you know, all things work together for good. And even though, you know, we may be going through some hard times and bad days, there's still a way that you can kind of turn it around and celebrate you know, what you can do and what is going yeah. right, you know, instead yes. of focusing on what's going wrong and what used to be and what isn't anymore, you know, you yeah. just got to turn it around. Mm-hmm.
0: When there's something I think so therapeutic with, when you start changing your habits, even tiny little changes, like I said, not yeah. I really don't. Cause I've had so many people on here who've like, I don't know if you've heard of orthorexia which is like an eating disorder where people get obsessive about eating perfect like eating clean eating perfect like there's definitely want okay. to be I know I, now I'm like I didn't newer, know it was a
1: term for that
0: it is it's a newer thing they like didn't used to realize but it's like huh. people I it's a trap a lot of newly diagnosed patients can fall down of like just wanting to only eat the perfect things and only do the perfect diet and the or, or perfect exercise plan and like that can be a little bit of a hole you dig yourself in because um there's no balance in your life anymore you know yeah. like your life is a the reason to do to do the fitness and to do the nutrition and to work on your mindset and is to be able to engage in, in your life, like what Mm -hmm. are things and maybe yeah, fitness and cooking are maybe important, like, you know, things to you, but you're also so much more than those habits, right? You're like, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're a coworker, you know, you're in your case, like you're an entrepreneur. Like there's so many things that make you, you Mm and make your life meaningful. So I'm sorry, I forget where I was starting with that sentence. (laughs) No, no,
1: it's okay. But I mean, it's all valid points. You're right.
0: Um, actually, speaking of you, you know, starting your business, RA Warrior Fitness, LLC, I was so fascinated when I read that you had started it in January 2020. Yes. What yes. was it like to start a business two months before a worldwide pandemic? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, clearly, I didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, but you know, it really worked out. For the best, because I was working full time at the time. And because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I lost my job. So it was good that I had started the process in January because, mm-hmm. you know, it helped to carry me up to where I am now.
0: What kind of work were you doing bef- I, before?
1: I was a fundraiser in nonprofit.
0: Oh, yeah. I can see you being yeah. so good at that. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. We <laughs>
1: work for a local nonprofit in fundraising. And so we did a lot of our fundraising through events. And so, of course, yeah. once COVID hit, you know, we couldn't host events. So literally, yeah. it's a national nonprofit, and they had to cut, like, 40% of the staff <sighs> across the U.S. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But um, But anyways, going back to January... I had gone to uh, one of my friends' events she had that was called Godfidence. And mm-hmm. so she uh, asked us all to come and, and kind of be ready to create a plan for the year because we all just knew 2020 was just going to be the best year, right? Best
0: year ever. And
1: so, <laughs> and so we created vision boards and, you know, we shared what we wanted to do because we're all, you know, entrepreneurs and well, just trying to be entrepreneurs. And so, you know, we just kind of, you know, wrote out the vision. That that's what the scripture says, Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We wrote our mm-hmm. goals down. And so from there, I went through a fast with my church and the focus was on purpose. And so literally for 21 days, um, that's what, you know, we, we talked about was purpose. And so I was like, OK, I'm ready to walk in my purpose. I'm ready for this. And so. That's when I started, when I decided I was ready to put my personal training certification to use because I told you I got the certification back in 2018, but Mm -hmm. I hadn't used it yet because I was still hearing that voice in my head saying, How are you going to show someone how to do something you can't do? You have Mm already. But, you know, once I moved on and kind of let go of the negative baggage that I was carrying, I was like, okay, this is going to be it. So, anyway, so I got my LLC in January. February, I started building my website. And everything. And then when March came early March, like before everything shut down, uh, one of my friends called and was like, hey, I have this online platform where personal trainers can put their programs online. You should do it. I was like, oh, my God, I was looking for this. So, yeah. So I did that. And then March 17th came. Everything shut down. Gym shut down. Uh, I was working from home at that point with my full time job. And so I was like, OK, I've got to go ahead and launch my program. So literally on March 25th, I launched, you know, I promoted everything from Facebook and Instagram and I had like 60 people to sign up.
0: I love that. I read that on your website and that was, and I remember, I think it said on your website that you weren't really sure. Oh, is anyone going to sign up? Yeah. I was
1: like, oh, maybe, you know, 10, my goal was 10, literally my goal wow. was 10, but, oh, um, wow. but yeah, I had 60 people to That's sign amazing. up and, and it's just, you know, continue to grow from there. And yeah. at that time, even though the name of the company is RA warrior fitness, I was just kind of trying to help everybody. Hey, if you want to get fit, you know, yeah. in the pandemic, I can help you. But just this past this year, I was like, okay, I need to niche down and because yeah. I know it's so many other women out there like me, like who I used to be, you know, that need my help. And so that's yeah. that's that's who I'm speaking to with every post now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it works is it's like you are an RA warrior helping yes. people with fitness, but you're also helping them become RA warriors. <laughs> so exactly. It's like a double, I just realized that's like a double meaning, but no, that's, it is. I'm just, I'm sure other people are inspired too, too okay. but I feel inspired by, you know, how you were able to grow this so much during the pandemic. And it's when so many people have needed they Mm -hmm. we've needed things we can do at home you know to still promote our health and still feel like we're you know managing our condition or there's been so many people that i've met over the last year and a half that have just gotten their initial diagnosis during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and i'm like gosh you know it used to be that you would be referred to like a local person you know oh here's a physical trainer you can go or personal trainer you can go to or physical Mm -hmm. therapist or occupational therapist and now it's like um one of the weird positives of the pandemic has been that people are more aware of like well wait you know even though Ashley's down in Texas but you can access her program from anywhere you can from literally anywhere. be in, be
1: yes, in yes. Alaska and I've got clients like all over all yeah, over that's the years. So cool. so, yeah, yeah that's so cool yeah yeah it's really cool so i just thank god every day that I'm doing something that I love and I've turned this diagnosis around and using it, yeah. you know, as a platform to help other women like me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, oh, it cool. was part of his plan. It was part of his plan. So, wow. yeah. yeah.
0: That's so cool. I know. I feel like I always, um, I'm always fascinated talking to people with different beliefs. You know, like we had um, Renee, the rheumatoid arthritis mama on, and she's very, has a very strong, you know, faith And like, I'm agnostic. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like, I'm not sure. Like maybe there's a guy, maybe there's not. So yeah. but it's like, I always want to know what is helping people, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, both of us are the same. We want to help people with rheumatoid arthritis. And obviously yes. it's obvious to me when talking to people like you, that having a faith in a higher power is such, is really helpful for you, you know, on your, yes. on your journey, it gives you that grounding, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, so foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, and I am very. Hopefully, I'm respectful of that, even though I'm like I don't. Yes, I still yes. feel very. I feel very confused <laughs> in my own faith. I'm like I don't know. I think something's right, but I'm not sure what it
1: is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, that's
0: perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, be where you like you said before. Be where you are. Just be where yeah. you are. Take it exactly. where you yourself. Accept yourself where you are today. Yes. Um, and one of my kind of passions too is like helping people in that truly like beginner stage that like mm-hmm. newly diagnosed like oh my gosh where do I get started like what would you or there might even in this case my question was going to be like what advice do you have some for someone with rheumatoid arthritis mm-hmm. who are who are just they may have had it for 10 years but they just now are trying to get started to with get started. Mm-hmm. fitness Um, what would be some advice you have for them? (laughs) You've already shared so many nuggets, but just anything else.
1: So I would kind of just, you know, reiterate, start where you are, you know, celebrate the things that you can do Mm -hmm. and, um, and know that that's enough, you know, be okay. And know that Mm -hmm. that's enough. Um, because the more that you get into the habit and get stronger, you know, you'll be able to, to do more things, but just start where you are right now with what you have. You don't need a ton of equipment. You don't have to go get a full-on gym membership. Grab a couple of cans of soup, a couple of bottles of water. Yeah, yeah. And get to work. Turn on YouTube and, like, you know, get to walking it out, you know? Yeah. And so just just start where you are and and really rely on a good support system because that helps. Because, Cheryl, I will say that, like, the RA community, especially on Instagram – is amazing. Like, I mean, I just love that you and I have connected. I've connected mm-hmm. with so many others and like, we really work together to lift each other up. So mm-hmm. I would also say, get you a good support system, get you a coach, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. get you, get you a, a health and fitness coach who understands, you know, where you are and can help you to get to where you want to go in your journey. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so yeah.
0: I love that you focus on more. I know that you more than like quote unquote, just fitness. Fitness is obviously area. Uh food and also mindset and faith in yourself and faith in higher power. If that's, you know, in, in your, in your wheelhouse and or in, in your interest area. And it's just like, for me, I'm always trying to tell people, like when I'm talking to other providers, especially like health providers, you know, it's not just joint pain. It's not just joint, right? Like we haven't even talked about joint pain this whole episode, have we? I mean, exactly. like, yeah. it's a small part of, I mean, it definitely can, I don't want to minimize it for some people. The joint pain is the worst part mm-hmm. for many mm-hmm. people. The fatigue is the worst part or just the overwhelm yes. or, you know, um, or just not knowing what to do. Like, I a mean, your doctor might say you need to exercise, Well, what does that mean? Do you mm-hmm. mean go to the gym? Do you mean, run a marathon, like, wait, Christy on Instagram, she runs marathons. I can't do that. So why even bother? You know, people have so many
1: yeah, thoughts exactly, exactly. swirl around.
0: So yeah, getting, having someone to guide you
1: mm-hmm. is, is very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because if you think, I mean, a lot of the things that we do during the day, if we, you know, be more intentional, it's exercise, you know, when we stand up and sit down and get up out of a chair, you're squatting right Yeah, you are you, know, you are if you just do that a couple of more times you know get, get in the habit of doing that i mean i love a good modified squat on a chair mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's it's effective just using your the muscles in your legs to stand up and down and mm-hmm. yeah 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 there's so many hacks and, and modifications that, you know, there are really no excuses really. No yeah. Excuses. No,
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, and I think really seeing those possibilities, like, and I know in occupational therapy school, we learned about like, was it like concentric versus eccentric contractions? Like we yes. hold a position versus uh-huh. like, I think the, the average person who hasn't done a lot of exercise might think that exercise always is like moving your joints, you mm-hmm. know, or moving your body parts, but you could like a wall sit is example, or just you could exactly. just hold a position and that could be helpful for your strength. Yeah. So not, not as hard on your joints. So
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love a good isometric hold you can just take a weight or a can good and just hold it. And just yeah. those biceps will start to burn. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you don't
0: realize, like, it's like until you try to sustain a position, you don't realize how the force of gravity is so strong. Like if you just try to put your arms out in front of you and just hold them there yeah. for five minutes, you're like, oh, I these are heavy, like yeah,
1: exactly. Your own
0: body is a right. mass, <laughs>
1: like yes, yes,
0: So yeah, it's so good. I really hope people are feeling like inspired by this. Like it's not like making it accessible, like you said, you know, making it achievable, mm-hmm. using starting with where you're at. Um, yes, is, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to to share with the audience just about? faith food or fitness today or anything else? This is your chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the last thing I would say, and it may just be, you know, repeating <laughs> what I just okay. said, but, you know, just know that you are enough. One thing that I am big on is affirmations too. Um, so every morning, you know, I repeat some of my favorite affirmations and my favorite one is you are enough because there was one point in my life where I felt like I wasn't and so just just be kindly to yourself know that you are enough and know that you can do anything you put your mind through to it may look different you know than the next person but that's okay that's what makes you unique your purpose is unique and so just use you know what you have to to, to motivate yourself and, and maybe even inspire someone else because there's oftentimes someone else that's going through what you're going through. So um, just continue to show up for yourself, whatever that looks like, um, because you deserve it. You deserve it. So mind over matter, um, show up for yourself and just know mm. that you can put your best foot forward and you can, you can do anything. So just start. The hardest that's part amazing. is getting
0: started. So just no. start it's so true. That's so true. I just, mm. um, I just got this book from Dr. Kristen Neff. She's a psychologist. It's called the mindful self-compassion workbook. And she yes. wrote a book about um, self-compassion. And the very first exercise is talk to yourself. Like you would your best friend, like if yes. your best friend is hurting. What do you say to them? You don't say like, well, you shouldn't have done that. Well, mm-hmm. like, but we talk to ourselves so negative. We're so hard on ourselves. And I'm yes. so yeah, I love that idea. Like telling reminding yourself you are enough is uh-huh. so powerful. Yes, um, Yes. It really yes. it really is. Well, thank you so much. And I know that again welcome. That, um I'll put these in the show notes, but do you want to just say out loud for the for the auditory people um, yes, <laughs> what your channels, your uh, Instagram channels are?
1: Absolutely. So you can find me on Ashnick that's A S H N I C underscore RA warrior fitness. And I also have another page that's just RA warrior fitness, but follow me, follow me on both, but I'm more active yeah. on the Ashnick. And, um, and also on Facebook, you can find me as RA warrior fitness. My website is RA warrior fitness.com. So <laughs> super
0: easy. Okay. And now I have, i like, was containing myself from asking this, but now I have to ask it. Did you ever go back to the person who told you not to become a f- personal trainer? and tell them how successful you are now
1: (laughs) well you know what they can see it they can see it you're right it's not about yeah Uh huh. (laughs) sorry i really want to talk to them (laughs) i know right but yeah they they see it. i'm sure they're watching everything play out because i actually did a uh, an article an interview with women's health and so i pretty much told my whole story and you know he actually saw that and so he let me know that he saw it and I'm like, well, I was just telling the truth. It's my truth. So, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at me now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's, I mean, I'm just, I have a, I think I said I'm a middle child. I have a very Mm -hmm. strong like sense of justice. Like I want I want the, I want the haters to become educated, you know, when it's, when it's found that their haterness was unfounded or, you know I mean? And there are times people, you know, with a diagnosis like rheumatoid arthritis, there are people who with your best interests at heart will say things like, you know, well, maybe you shouldn't do that because, Mm -hmm. because you might not be like, you know, there are, there are legitimate reasons to maybe say like, let's say like, I would say if I, if my career, was like a full time like massage therapist, like something that you can't, you can't accom- at a certain point. Like, how do you accommodate? Like, you can't. Mis- I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can, but I'm not yeah. aware of like a way to truly like replicate the massage process on your fingers, right? Without yeah. doing- you know, so the, there's the reasons. Like, li- I'm just saying for in case anyone's like, th- we're we're <laughs> not saying like you can like literally do any like it's the idea is just that like to tell someone because you have this disability or this this diagnosis that you can't ever help others right trainer is really wrong you know yeah
1: yeah people just need to really be careful about their words and just you know think before they speak because sometimes words can hurt Deeper than, than anything else, you know, yeah. but, um, but that kind of goes back to just, you know, trying to keep a positive mindset and, yeah, and yeah. having that strong faith that, that you can, you know, yeah. you can, so and
0: you took that negative experience and you turned it into. Yeah. You know, such a positive. So I'm so, I'm so, um, glad that I met you on Instagram. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad I met
1: you too. And I was really excited when you reached out and asked me to be on your podcast. So thank you. I've been following you for a long while. So I know
0: it feels like longer. Like I started, I started arthritis life as a YouTube channel in 2019. And I think I started investing in my Instagram more in 2020, but it feels like longer, like it feels like longer,
1: but yeah, I think it's been since last year. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh Well, thank you so much. All right, well, you're welcome. Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yay, bye-bye for now.
1: Okay, bye. Thank you
0: so much for listening to another episode of the Arthritis Life Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Rheumatoid Arthritis Roadmap, an online course that I created from scratch to help people live a full life with rheumatoid arthritis, from social and emotional aspects of coping with rheumatoid arthritis to simple physical strategies you can use every day to manage things like pain and fatigue. You can find out more on my website, myarthritislife.net, where I also have lots of free educational resources, videos, and more. just shoot me an email at info at my I can't wait to hear from you.